Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome back. Glad you could join us for episode two, where we will continue the story of God creating the world. And now in this episode, looking at Genesis 3 and 4, and actually Genesis 5 as well, we'll see how this world is plunged into evil and sin due to Adam and Eve's listening to a serpent, Satan himself, uh, a fallen angel who rebelled against God, and how that plunged the world and why we see this world as it is today with the evil and sin and suffering in it. So this is an important story. It's a sad story, but it's an important story to understand. And we'll begin right now with Genesis 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was shrewder than any of the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Is it really true that God said you must not eat from any tree of the orchard? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the orchard. But concerning the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the orchard, God said, You must not eat from it, and you must not touch it, or else you will die. The serpent said to the woman, Surely you will not die, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree produced fruit that was good for food, was attractive to the eye, and was desirable for making one wise, she took some of the fruit and ate it. She also gave some of it to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them opened, and they knew they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God moving about in the orchard at the breezy time of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the orchard. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? The man replied, I heard you moving about in the orchard, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And the Lord God said, Who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman whom you gave me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. So the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman replied, The serpent tricked me, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all the cattle and all the living creatures of the field. On your belly you will crawl, and dust you will eat all the days of your life. And I will put hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly increase your labor pains. With pain you will give birth to children. You will want to control your husband, but he will dominate you. But to Adam he said, Because you obeyed your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. The ground is cursed because of you. In painful toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you. But you will eat the grain of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat food, until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust you will return. Just a quick note here, you notice that everything's fallen apart. Relationship between 
Adam and Eve together has fallen apart between them and God, between them and the, the creation, the world around them. Everything is affected by this. Continuing verse 20. The man named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments from skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord God said, Now that the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil, he must not be allowed to stretch out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God expelled him from the orchard in Eden to cultivate the ground from which he had been taken. When he drove the man out, he placed on the eastern side of the orchard in Eden angelic sentries who used the flame of a whirling sword to guard the way to the tree of life. Also, quick note, that was to protect them because now that they had fallen into sin, to take fruit and eat and live forever would have meant they would live in sin and evil forever. And God had a better plan that he had already announced that one day he would come and take care of that serpent. Genesis 4 now, in the story of Cain and Abel, seeing how sin is affecting the world and relationships in it. Verse 1. Now the man was intimate with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. Then she said, I have created a man just as the Lord did. Then she gave birth to his brother Abel. Abel took care of the flocks while Cain cultivated the ground. At the designated time, Cain brought some of the fruit of the ground for an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought some of the firstborn of his flock, even the fattest and best of them. And the Lord God was pleased with Abel and his offering. But with Cain and his offering, he was not pleased. So Cain became very angry, and his expression was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why is your expression downcast? Is it not true that if you do what is right, you will be fine? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. It desires to dominate you, but you must subdue it. Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? And he replied, I don't know. Am I my brother's guardian? But the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. So now you are banished from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you try to cultivate the ground, it will no longer yield its best for you. You will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. Then Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is too great to endure. Look, you are driving me off the land today, and I must hide from your presence. I will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. Whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, All right then, if anyone kills Cain, Cain will be avenged seven times as much. Then the Lord put a special mark on Cain so that no one who found him would strike him down. So Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain was intimate with his wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. Cain was building a city, and he named the city after his son Enoch. To Enoch was born Ired, and Ired was the father of Mahuliah, and Mahuliah was the father of Methuselah, and Methuselah was the father of Lamech. Lamech took two wives for himself. The name of the first was Ada, and the second was named Zillah. Ada gave birth to Jabal. He was the first of those who live in tents and keep livestock. The name of his brother was Jubal. He was the first of all who played the harp and flute. Now Zillah also gave birth to Tubal-Cain. 
who heated metal and shaped all kinds of tools made of bronze and iron. The sister of Tubal-Cain was Nema. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, Listen to me, you wives of Lamech, hear my words. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for hurting me. If Cain is to be avenged seven times as much, then Lamech seventy times seven. You see already here that it's getting worse and worse already, what people are doing. Verse 25, And Adam was intimate with his wife again, and she gave birth to a son. She named him Seth, saying, God has given me another child in place of Abel, because Cain killed him. And a son was born to Seth, whose name was Enosh. At that time, people began to worship the Lord. And now we're going to head into a chapter, chapter 5, which is going to give a list of descendants of people. And you may say, why bother do all this? And it's important to see that God has actually made a promise to Adam and Eve that one of their seed, one of their children, would be this promised person who would take care of the serpent and would end this evil and suffering in this world and, and bring new life. And so we have this line of Adam going forward now and his descendants going on because each one of these represents the next line in the chain towards this promised seed who, as the Bible will explain, is ultimately the person of Jesus. So here is Jesus' family tree, if we might put it that way. And you can see some interesting things about them as we read this chapter 5. This is the record of the family line of Adam. When God created humankind, he made them in the likeness of God. He created them male and female when they were created. He blessed them and named them humankind. When Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered his son in his own likeness, according to his image, and he named him Seth. The length of time Adam lived after he became the father of Seth was 800 years. During this time, he had other sons and daughters. The entire lifetime of Adam was 930 years, and then he died. When Seth had lived 105 years, he became the father of Enosh. Enosh lived 107 year, 807 years after he became the father of Enosh, and he had other sons and daughters. The entire life of Seth was 912 years, and then he died. When Enosh had lived 90 years, he became the father of Kenan. Enosh lived 815 years after he became the father of Kenan, and he had other sons and daughters. The entire lifetime of Enosh was 905 years, and then he died. When Kenan had lived 70 years, he became the father of Mahalalel. Kenan lived 840 years after he became the father of Mahalalel and had other sons and daughters. The entire lifetime of Kenan was 910 years, and then he died. When Mahalalel had lived 65 years, he became the father of Jared. Mahalalel lived 830 years after he became the father of Jared, and he had other sons and daughters. The entire lifetime of Mahalalel was 895 years, and then he died. When Jared had lived 162 years, he became the father of Enoch. Jared lived 800 years after he became the father of Enoch, and he had other sons and daughters. The entire lifetime of Jared was 962 years, and then he died. That's the longest so far if you're keeping track. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked with God for 300 years, and he had other sons and daughters. The entire lifetime of Enoch was 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and then he disappeared because God took him away. This, by the way, is one of the mysteries of this chapter. We don't know exactly how God did it, but it seems Enoch never tasted death the way others did, or God ended his life early to take him out of this world to himself. We don't know. 
Verse 25, when Methuselah had lived 187 years, he became the father of Lamech. Methuselah lived 782 years after he became the father of Lamech, and he had other sons and daughters. The entire lifetime of Methuselah was 969 years, and then he died. That is the most so far. When Lamech had lived 182 years, he had a son. He named him Noah. This one will bring us comfort from our labor and from the painful toil of our hands because of the ground that the Lord God has cursed, he said. Lamech lived 595 years after he became the father of Noah, and he had other sons and daughters. The entire lifetime of Lamech was 777 years, and then he died. After Noah was 500 years, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The end of chapter 5. We have an introduction, just a teaser for next time. We're going to hear the story of Noah, the one who built the ark, and that's the one listed here at the end. Just an additional quick note, and that is, after every single one of these people, it ends with the phrase, and he died. And it just reminds us that sin has entered this world, and that is the reason we have death. And we need someone, this one that God has promised, to come and defeat death because we can't. And in a moment, we're going to read from Mark chapter 2 and meet the person who can and does defeat death. Our next reading is from Mark chapter 2, continuing in the story of Jesus. Verse 1. Now after some days, when Jesus returned to Capernaum, the news spread that he was at home. So many gathered there that there was no longer any room, not even by the door. And he preached the word to them. Some people came bringing to him a paralytic, carried by four of them. When they were not able to bring him in because of the crowd, they removed the roof above Jesus. Then after tearing it out, they lowered the stretcher the paralytic was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the experts of the law were sitting there, turning these things over in their minds. Why does this man speak this way, they thought to themselves. He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Now immediately, when Jesus realized in his spirit that they were thinking such thoughts, he said to them, Why are you thinking such things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Stand up, take your stretcher, and walk? But that you might know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins... Jesus turned to the paralytic and said, I tell you, stand up, take your stretcher, and go home. And immediately the man stood up, took his stretcher, and went out in front of them all. They were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Now the reason the the religious leaders, these experts in the law, are upset is because this man hasn't sinned against Jesus, and Jesus is saying, I forgive you of your sin. Jesus is doing something only God can do. Continuing verse 13, Jesus went out again by the sea. The whole crowd came to him and he taught them. As he went along, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth. Follow me, he said to him. And he got up and followed him. As Jesus was having a meal in Levi's home, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the experts of the law and the Pharisees saw that he was eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, he said to them, Those who are healthy don't need a physician, but those who are sick do. 
I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, so they came to Jesus and said, Why do the disciples of John and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples don't fast? Jesus said to them, The wedding guests cannot fast while the bridegroom is with them, can they? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they do not fast. But the days are coming when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and at that time they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it, the new from the old, and the tear becomes worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the skins will be destroyed. Instead, new wine is poured into new wineskins. Jesus was going through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples began to pick some heads of wheat as they made their way. So the Pharisees said to him, Look, why are you doing what is against the law on the Sabbath? Jesus said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and he and his companions were hungry? How they entered the house of God when Abiathar was high priest and ate the sacred bread, which is against the law for anyone but the priest to eat, and also gave some to their companions? Then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made for people, not people for the Sabbath. For this reason, the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. I think it's uh, interesting as we conclude today to think about this. Adam and Eve reject God, don't trust him, bring sin and evil into this world through their disobedience. And we begin in Mark 2 to, to increasingly see that Jesus is someone who's come to deal with that sin, who can forgive sin, who can change lives, and ultimately will deal with the problem of evil, suffering, and death in a way that only he can. So tomorrow, the story continues, and look forward to being with you again. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You're